That's right, boys and girls. Santa Claus is back in town. It's that type of time of year again. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to El Police Radio. I'm your host, Alpha Mike. On today's show, we will feature the Christmas theory and, and the Christmas spirit as far as long as we're talking about police. We're going to factor both together for you to see how police departments and police officers are, walk, are working towards achieving that goal and making the little people, the little citizen, the innocent ones out there, a joyful time of, of the holiday. So we're going to walk into that in just a few but I want to touch on some other issues. Uh, I'm, I'm writing solo again. My co-host still have uh, issues uh, with a little Mike Sierra. So we wish that you uh, continue to keep them in prayer. And in this time of need, they, they, they need it more than ever. Um, I was going to do a segment on police news, which we usually do. Um, and kind of discuss what's going on. But I said, you know what, it just doesn't go with the theme of the show. And um, media has kind of portrayed any news dealing with police and police and corrections as an issue of badness, evil, which is sad, but the honest truth. So, you know, I, I did a quick scan of a bunch of stories, and as I get to like the third story, I go, okay, this is starting to depress the hell out of me. So I decided to, to stick to what we're doing here today. It is so important to make an impact on a lot of people, especially if you're a servant of the community or through the government, as police and correction officers are, both. But most importantly, it's important to factor in our little citizens. Kids are like sponges. They watch, they hear, they absorb what they see on an everyday. Not all of them have blessings that others might have. Therefore, there's always inspiration and hope in these little hearts for a season. And most of the time, and if not all the time, that season is Christmas. Now, the Christmas era has been kind of placed under an umbrella to resemble uh, merchandise marketing. But there's so many things behind the scenes that are happening that we want to talk about. And, and the biggest area we want to talk about is that volunteer spirit and that the police departments have out there, too. So we've invited our guests to come out and discuss this um, program that they have. So, you know, there's a lot of agencies out there that have programs that are similar, but this one stood out. And so we contacted the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department, and they've had a Christmas program um, since 1974. And so we contacted them, and early on, back in August, we actually started the contact process to bring them on here and to discuss uh, what's going on with their program. How can I volunteer? How can I donate? What is this thing? You know, every day you turn on the boob tube and you look at the media and the media is telling you in, in an unofficial way, police are bad. Well, this is the other aspect of what they're doing since 1974, this one agency. They've been blessing little citizens of this great country of ours every season, giving them hope 
and moving them to become productive citizens in this country. So you might think, well, what's a little toy going to do? Well, for a child, that's a big thing. That is a huge, huge uh, thing in their life that somebody would actually give them a toy. So we wanted uh, the department to come out here and speak to us as regards to what it entails or what it takes to put this program together. My personal experience uh, together with an association um, back in Miami, we um, did it several toy drives and they were very successful. And there were those, man, we had those guys that were heroes. They're still my heroes today. And that put those toy drives together. It was a humongous project. Uh, I remember uh, the guys over at Lee County Sheriff's Department and uh, Angel Capel, they put together a program of donations and we had so many donations that we literally had to have a warehouse partner with us and donate space. We had no place to put it. We had people's garages packed to the, to the roof with uh, these choice donations. That was our first year that we were doing it. And we donated a lot of toys, thousands, uh, to some needy kids. We partnered with a local church in Henry County, Florida. And um, at the end of everything, you know, there was a lot of arguing. There was a lot of uh, uh, rolling up your sleeves and getting it done. And it got more and more monotonous, of course. And it started to wear on people. We were, some of us were traveling great distances uh, to get the donations and bring them back. And there was an effort that each uh, officer is not departmental sponsored. It was their own personal gift. So they were putting in their time, their gas, their effort to get it done. And uh, the reward at the end, two things. Giving a small child a gift, seeing the smile, and hearing the word, or the words, thank you. It, it motivated and energized you to run out there and do it again. So I know how hard it is to do. And um, my hat goes off uh, to this agency and how they're pulling it off and the resources that are needed to do it. Again, they partner and they partner with the community. They're not doing it on their own. Uh, and you cannot do something this big with just the agency because there are limitations. There are funding limitations. There are resource limitations. But when you partner with businesses, local community, and um, faith-based organizations, you can get it done. So we're looking forward as we push in to this Christmas spirit um, holiday. The emphasis of giving is that of a servient heart, is a, an individual that puts themselves secondary to give to somebody else. And that goes to say not only for the officers putting this program or coordinating this program, but for the hundreds of volunteers that are behind the scenes. Your efforts don't go unnoticed. Um, you might not get recognition from the community or the agency or, or what you've done, but you do get recognition from God. And that is more important than anything else. And of course, the purpose, to touch a little heart. That in their maybe moment of pain and suffering, they have some joy. So I'm happy to bring this uh, program forward. Now, some other program notes. Again, you can always connect with El Police Radio. You can go to our Facebook page. All you have to do is put El Police Radio, Facebook. It should pop up, Google, and um, uh, as well as Twitter, and connect with us. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, Stitcher. And we're on all these other uh, outlets. But more importantly, you can go to our website, lpoliceradio.com.
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. And there, there's archive of all the shows that we have, as well as upcoming shows. And I want to discuss some of our upcoming shows that we have um, prior to this one. We're going to have Mike the Cop on, and he will discuss probably several hundred jokes and the sense of good humor. I can't say it enough. The organization, what they're doing on their side, the charity organization of Humanizing the Badge, it basically tells uh, the general public that think that uh, law enforcement officers are robotic. They actually may sleep in uniform. They have no personalities. They're so rude. They never smile, so forth and so forth and so forth. Well, it makes them human. And so Mike the Cop is going to be on our program, and I'm happy to say that. And um, we'll see what Mike has to say, what what new endeavors he has. So we'll look forward to that program. Now, because of the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, we launch on Hell Police Radio every Thursday. So that would put us flat right on top of gobble, gobble, happy Thanksgiving. So not that you would not listen to us and put down that delicious turkey, or ham that you're eating, but we have to be realistic. So we're going to run Mike the Cop for two weeks, and then we're going to go into our uh, segment, You're Done. Um, And I'll talk a little bit about that, and that's going to come out on November 30th. You're Done. I can't wait to get that segment out there. We've gone from regular interviews to segment interviews. Uh, segment shows, which is we're talking about a specific subject. So we might have two, three, four podcasts about that one topic. And we want to highlight certain things. And then we'll have one or two guests to come on and talk about that topic. But the, the topic means much to me now, probably didn't mean anything to me a couple of years ago. Uh, you're done. And we mean you're done on the segments. We're talking about law enforcement, the career that you've done, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 plus years. And all of a sudden, you're not putting on the uniform no more. You're retired. What the hell is that? What, what is retired? You're retired. No more early wake-ups. No more fighting with your duty belt trying to figure out how to put that thing on every morning. No more tying shoelaces with boots. No more, where the hell is my duty knife? And you're trying to, to, it's time to go and I can't find my equipment. No. Now it's time for you. Your reward at the end is called a retirement. But what's sad, and you're going to hear a lot of this during the segments, and I'm just covering an overview, you're going, it's so sad because you have a lot of knowledge that is checking out and walking right out the door. And the agencies, some of them, if not all of them, clueless and could care less. Letting that knowledge just walk out the door when you can use them for so many things. But because of union issues or uh, monetary issues or political issues it's a it's a dead program you know you're done you're finished we don't need you anymore we're going to give you a check every month um, to tell you about your hard work and your dedication so as a result of that now we look at and we see all these retired officers getting involved with something else maybe getting a second career but my theory is Why aren't these agencies putting this talent to work? One of the biggest expenses for a retiree is health insurance. And I know there's an expense to that agency as well if they were to hire a retiree. Some agencies do. I believe the Los Angeles Police Department hire retirees to do traffic and traffic enforcement. And they're in the rank of a police officer, uh, and they're keeping busy, and they're getting a benefit out of it. 
But what benefit does the agency get out of it? Huge. Pennies on the dollar. They're getting an officer for maybe two to three days a week out there. And all they're doing is paying a measly salary, possibly, and as well as health insurance that they're looking for. So, you know, we'll look into it in these segments that you've done that the phone calls don't come as often. Uh, people don't talk to you as much as they should when you were active and you're all of a sudden, you've gone, you've left the sworn world, the only world you know, the only friends that you have, and you've entered the civilian world. You're looking around and you're saying, how in the world did I get here? So don't miss that November 30th. We're going to talk about you're done, those segments. They look uh, pretty interesting, and uh, it's going to be rewarding. So our segment programs, how they work, like I said, three or four programs on one segment, then we'll switch over to another segment. We did that because it enriches our listeners better than just talking about one program, one issue that you might click on and go, oh, you know, I have no no liking for what I'm about to hear, so I'm not going to listen to the show. I'll catch it maybe next week. So here we want you to keep in tune. If, if you're wearing a uniform, regardless of who you work for, you're going to retire. At one point or another, they're going to shove you out the door and give you a plaque, pat on the back, and out you go. So catch that segment November 30th. It's going to be uh, rewarding. Our program today, we're going to talk about our young little citizens in this great nation and, of course, the area of Charlotte. And the reason that we're doing this is because touching these little hearts is so important. And I'm looking forward and I'm fired up to listen to our guest that's going to come on and talk to us about this great program. So let's bring them on. Officer Ryan Botsamir, he's on here, and we're going to go ahead and, as we always do, lead into the Fantastic Five segment. Ryan, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for being here, and thank you for what you do, and thank you for your service. Now, Fantastic Five segment, easy enough. I give you five questions, rapid succession, and the first thing that comes off the top of your head, you just go ahead and answer Simple as that. Okay, here we go. You ready? You're not ready. I'm ready. You're ready. Okay, here we go. First question. Favorite movie? Favorite movie? I would say Die Hard. Right. You got the little police action in there. I like that. Yes. Yes. I remember. And it's around Christmas time, too. So, uh, great, great movie. Oh, there you go. Favorite superhero? Superhero. That would be Batman. Yeah, my son, he likes uh, Spider-Man, but uh, I like Batman. What? You got your own cave. Man's got to have his own cave, of course. Yes. Okay, here we go. Favorite sports team? Sports team, I'm going to go back to local. So I'm from Charlotte, so it would be ha- it have to be UNC Charlotte, the 49ers. Okay. <laughs> um, and if we go pro, it's uh, the Carolina Panthers as football. You've got to stay consistent. I, I love those teams. Okay, here we go. Ready? Favorite Christmas character. Favorite? Ah, uh, you got me there. See, it might not be a Christmas character, but uh, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown and uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. <gasps> there you go. I think if you're old enough, I'm, I'm dated ancient already, but if you're old enough, you know that Charlie Brown is represented with Christmas. A very good answer. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if we're up to five yet. I've lost count. I'm, I'm, but, you know, I'm, I'm over 50, so I, I lose my mind sometimes. But I'm going to give you one more. If there was any animal in the world that you can fight, what would it be? Any animal? Yes. Mm. 
And you got me. Uh, I would pick. Oh, it would have to be slow because I can't run fast. A turtle. <laughs> Bill, I'm telling you, Ryan, it's going to be tough. I, I gave you that last question because my co-host is not with me today. But uh, uh, my co-host, uh, U.S. Marine combat veteran, and uh, he loves to ask that question. So he's always saying, you got to ask that question. You got to ask that question. So he got the answer. Ah, you got you to pick up. Yeah, so he got the answer. There you go, a turtle. Ryan, before we a start, turtle. let everybody know who you are. All right, so I'm, uh, my name is uh, Officer Ryan Botsmer. I work for Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've uh, been with the department going on about 14, 15 years. Uh, started out as a patrol officer. Uh, I was a community engagement officer, community coordinator. Um, we have 13 patrol divisions. Each of them has a community officer. And then uh, I got uh, a specialized uh, job as the youth program coordinator for the department. So I'm over a lot of the uh, youth programs associated with CMPD. Now, as we get started, you know, we're headed towards the Christmas season, and Christmas is always it has its own excitement with the lights and the presents, and of course, you have a difficult task ahead of you. And explain to us a little bit about the program, how it started, and what you're trying to achieve. So um, where I work is in the community engagement unit under community service, and this project is, uh, I'd say, one of the ultimate community engagement projects that a department can do. Uh, this project actually started, uh, um, well, we're looking at, what, 43 years? It started back in 1974 um, with, uh, it was he was an officer. It was uh, Officer uh, Glenn Mowry who retired from CMPD as a deputy chief. Um, he partnered with Coal Hollow Country Club, a local country club here. Back in 74, uh, they collected a few gifts, uh, the members there, and they didn't have an outlet to deliver those gifts. They, di they didn't have the uh, connection to any families in the area. So they called uh, um, Deputy Chief Mowry and said, hey, we got these gifts. We need to get them to somebody. Can you help us? So they reached out to the police department, and, of course, we said, sure. We, we know a lot of people that could use uh, – use some gifts for Christmas. So he pulled together a group of officers, and uh, they started with uh, five families back then in 1974 and uh, delivered uh, presents to five families, and uh, they even stopped by a tree lot, Christmas tree lot, picked up some Christmas trees because uh, they went to deliver the uh, gifts. They noticed the families didn't even have a like, Christmas uh, tree, so they went out, and he goes, hey, I know this is a place. They have Christmas trees. We'll go get some Christmas trees for the families. And over the years, this program has grown, um, and it's uh, grown uh, tremendously. And we're, we're serving, uh, right now we're looking at uh, 1,700 kids last year and almost 600 families uh, that we serve. And as a department, um, we move into a warehouse uh, in December. It's actually going to open up on November 27th. And uh, by November 27th to uh, the December 21st, we bring all the toys into this warehouse. Um, we uh, package them to go out. We wrap the toys. We have volunteers that come in, and uh, we deliver to all these families. Uh, so 1,700 kids, we bring everything in, and officers actually deliver to the families That uh, is a tremendous amount of work. I could tell you that. You went from five families to 1,700. It's tremendous. And, uh, you know, my congratulations to you and the agency. Ryan, how many people are assigned to this task with you? So uh, it's our community engagement unit. Um, I have, uh, we have actually, you know, with the police department, we love some org charts. So we have a little org chart. Um, but basically it's a, a few officers that come together. They have responsibilities. Uh, um, of uh, different things, uh, and basically it's just not the police department. It's also the community. So all we do is kind of coordinate everything. 
Um, so we have uh, uh, our community engagement officer, Brent Hartley. He assists with the warehouse operation. We have alarm coordinator for false alarms, and he's kind of our fleet manager and events manager. He'll he'll coordinate uh, pickups of uh, the toys at our drop location, stuff like that. We have a uh, volunteer coordinator. Actually, she's over the uh, volunteers for the department. Uh, we have over 500 volunteers. So she manages actually the volunteers. So it does take a few people, a project this this size, it does take a few uh, few uh, personnel to dedicate to it to, to make sure that it, sure, it's, uh, the sure. mission is complete. It, it so. really does. And a lot of things behind the scenes. Ryan, when, do, when does the agency start on this project? Because sometimes it takes a while to motivate people to contribute to volunteer to help. Well, with, with this, um, that we uh, we start usually right after we reset, uh, probably in February, and we'll start planning a little bit uh, for the following Christmas. So uh, probably first of the year, we'll start planning for 2018. But we really dive into it uh, uh, probably around September and October. Uh, the big planning phase starts to begin, and then November and December, uh, we actually start implementing that that plan. Um, we start implementing uh, the the project and start start securing stuff and uh, moving that's, into the that's warehouse. A tremendous so. amount of work, I I, I could tell you. Um, you guys also have the police explorers as assisting boots on the ground. Is that right? Yeah. So um, and that's it. We we try to connect to our youth programs um, and. Uh, these days, uh, a lot of high schools, uh, they require uh, volunteer hours um, and our explorers. That's where it started. It started back in the day uh, when Glenn Mallory uh, started the Christmas Project, connecting with the explorers um, and having them uh, uh, kind of take take ownership of the project, you know, uh, getting them uh, to engage the community at a different level at that age um, and introducing that, that volunteer, that community service to, to high school students. They do a excellent job. Um, so during the December, our explorer meetings, we'll have them at night. We'll have them at the warehouse. And uh, we have our explorer program has about 70 kids uh, that's registered. And they will be boots on the ground, like you said. They will help uh, shop for kids or wrap presents. Uh, they also volunteer throughout the, uh, the month of December. Um, when they get out of school, they'll come and volunteer at the warehouse usually in the afternoon. And on delivery day, uh, they, uh, we pick a day uh, that uh, the local schools aren't in, uh, in session, that they're out for the holidays. So on delivery day, they come and actually assist the officers in uh, delivering the, the, the gifts to the families. And uh, along with uh, all the, the volunteers that help us, they come on delivery day in the office. Now, Ryan, uh, can you explain a little so. bit uh, for our listening audience uh, how delivery day works? Um, it's a it's a great day. It's a great event. We kick it off with a uh, small ceremony. Uh, we come to the Christmas Project Warehouse. We have a couple of guest speakers. Uh, real short uh, little speeches. Basically, we thank our, all of our partners, everybody that donated, everybody that supported us, meaning the community, because like I said uh, uh, a while ago, we couldn't do this without the support of uh, the citizens and local businesses uh, to accomplish this mission. So we thank them, uh, and uh, then we, we go off. Um, so we'll have a, about maybe 300, 400 volunteers. They'll meet, a uh, little ceremony, about 15 minutes, and uh, a little ribbon ceremony almost, like cutting the ribbon, and uh, then everybody goes off across Mecklenburg County, So, um, and they, they uh, almost caravan. So 13 divisions, uh, we have a coordinator in each division that coordinates the deliveries, and basically in the, these uh, divisions, they will caravan from house to house, and sometimes in the division, uh, they'll split up into their response areas, and there so will be little delivery caravan going I, I, on. I so. love the theme. I love what you guys are doing. If I'm a business, Ryan, let's say I'm listening to this podcast, and I want to get involved. I want to donate. I want to donate toys. I want to donate funds. How do they go about it? So there's a lot of ways you can support uh, our Christmas project. One, 
um, is uh, volunteer. You know, we, we have volunteer shifts at the warehouse where uh, groups of volunteers will come in at a morning shift or afternoon shift, um, and they will assist us uh, to wrap presents, separate toys, and do all the great stuff. Um, also, monetary donations is always great. Uh, today, we, we, have, we live busy lives. Um, I'm a father of two, and after work, I'm running everywhere. So sometimes we understand that people might not have the ability to actually go shop for a toy and drop it off at one of our toy drop-off locations. They can donate some funds to us, and we'll go shopping for them. Uh, we'll, we'll purchase the toys and whatnot. Uh, or, like I just said, uh, we got drop-off locations. We partner with the fire stations, uh, Charlotte Fire Department, and each fire station has uh, toy drop-offs. Our police stations, they have toy drop-off uh, boxes. And local businesses, they can sign up to um, have a drop box. So we collect the toys. We'll, we'll come and drop off the box. Uh, we'll come and pick up the toys uh, at the end of the uh, 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 Christmas project or right before we deliver so we can utilize the toys. If they get filled, uh, you give us a call. We'll come and pick them up. Um, and uh, the best thing is uh, you can actually uh, sponsor a kid for Christmas. Uh, so if you want to take the time and actually go shopping for a individual kid or a family uh, through our website, you can do that. You can go on there and it's uh, you can look for um, – a certain age uh, child or a certain gender. Um, if you want to go, if you have kids like my kids, um, I can grab a, I have a little son and a little daughter, so I might can grab a son and a daughter uh, that I can go sponsor and have them go shop for those, those kids. Uh, so there's a lot of ways you, you can support our Christmas project. Um, and that's one thing uh, that we, we do, we, we work really hard at is bringing the, uh, uh, you mentioned businesses. Um, we couldn't do this without our local businesses, and we have a lot of support from our local businesses. And it, it doesn't have to be a big for, uh, Fortune 500 company. It could be a small business that wants to do something good for the community, and, you know, and really, that, that, really that's is. awesome. Now, you said you so, can actually personalize the gift. So let's say I'm a citizen and I go to the local Target and I buy um, a certain present for a certain child in the community. Is that the way it goes? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So we get our referrals. Um, we get our uh, child referrals from the uh, elementary schools. So uh, uh, the elementary schools in Charlotte-Mecklenburg, uh, we work with the, uh, the counselors in the schools, and uh, we have a database that go into, and they can input all the information. And then uh, CDCP, Child Development Community Policing, uh, they have counselors. And basically that program is if a child – is a victim or a witness of most of the time a violent crime, um, then uh, the counselors will go out there and work with that child, um, and they can refer children to the program. And also police officers, firefighters, and uh, medic personnel can refer children. So if they go on a call for service right. and they witness a need, um, that they can refer. And when I'm talking about referrals, what they're doing is talking to the parents. Uh, we have a form that they fill out, and there's a wish list. So uh, the, the parent writes down, hey, little, what the child wants uh, for Christmas. And that, that's the personalized. They, so the person that wants to sponsor a child, they get that wish list, and they're like, ah, I can go actually get what, what that child is uh, wanting for Christmas, what they wish for, what they told Santa. Um, and it, it's pretty neat. So uh, our, our, our goal is a, um, it's three toys per, per kid is what we want our goal to, uh, to get for Christmas. And we ask that uh, during the wish list, you know, it has to be uh, toys that are usually uh, between $25 to $50, nothing over $50. We're looking for that $25 toy. Um, yeah, three, so. three gifts per kid at $1,700. That's, that's a lot of, of donations. So you guys really need the community support and bonding with the, with the community as your partner. Is there a place that I can go and look online for drop-off centers, businesses that are involved, and so forth? Uh, there is. Um, so uh, we have a website, and uh, we got a little shortcut to our website. So our, our department website is cmpd.org. Um, that's our department website. So uh, for Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department. Uh, to get to the straight to the Christmas Project uh, website is cmpd.org forward slash Christmas Project. Um, and that will take you to the website. 
um, and you'll see the uh, you'll see everything associated with the the project uh, delivery day. You'll see the uh, drop locations. You'll see some of our sponsors. You'll see some of our big events. So uh, some of our sponsors are the Hornets. Um, they host a uh, a, um, a party uh, during one of their games that a toy drive, so you can drop off a a, a present. They're doing a raffle. Um, we have uh, media sponsors that help promote uh, promote the project, like Fox 46 Charlotte, uh, Beasley Media Group. Uh, the, they have six radio stations that they uh, send this information out on air. And we got a kickoff party. I'm going to tell you about the kickoff party. It is November 18th, and it's going to be at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, they have an eggnog jog at night. Um, so they do a big Christmas uh, light show out there. Um, to kick that off, uh, they do this uh, little 5K. We're going to be a part of that 5K as a kickoff for our Christmas project. And that race is at 6. Um, so that, that kind of kicks off the event. And if you go on the website, we have all these other events. You can see if you want to drop off a uh, present at uh, one of our uh, uh, link, send a link to kids drop-off parties. Uh, we have uh, the link. Uh, it's another radio station that sponsors us also, um, and they all do a great job. And like I said, we couldn't do it without the community. We couldn't do it without the businesses and our media sponsors. That uh, to to meet this mission, the department couldn't do it by themselves. It, yeah, it takes it really the does. community it's to pull this off. One person or one agency. Now it came from the agency one officer and it's blossomed and it's blessed so many people for so many years it's a fantastic testimony ryan um you know we 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 spoke about how to get involved and how to do this now on a personal level i i myself i can go back maybe 20 years ago i was involved in a law enforcement group locally in miami and we were putting a christmas drive together in Miami, Fort Myers, Palm Beach. And we were a little naive on how to do this, so we started like in October. And I know you're probably cringing as you hear this, but we got so <laughs> many toys and so, there was so much uh, people rewarding with gifts that we had to go to storage places and kind of like, you know, can you help us out? And they did. And it, after a while, I did see... Uh, a couple of faces of the officers that were frustrated because it consumed us because we were getting hit with so much at uh, such a little time to put it all together. But it was rewarding at the end when we gave those toys out and to see those little faces smiling. How rewarding is this for you? Uh, it's, it's very rewarding. I started this project when I was a uh, CMPD uh, in the, the CMPD uh, cadet program, and that's for college students um, that have a desire to be a police officer or, or go into the uh, law enforcement career. So I actually worked in the warehouse uh, when I was a college student. Uh, when I was a uh, community officer in a division, I helped coordinate the deliveries, and I was part of seeing uh, that to delivering to the families themselves, and it, it's yes. it's uh, very humble that you're you're making a, a difference one family at a time, and y you're also thankful for what you have um, and being able to help other people. And a lot of officers, you know, we we all become a police officer because we we usually have a desire to to help or serve the community. You know, that's one of the questions everybody has on during the uh, application process to become a police officer. Why do you want to become a police officer? And probably the number one reason is that, you know, at some point uh, in that conversation, they want to serve, they want to help the community or help others. So uh, this program, it does that. Um, and uh, I'll tell you that, you know, CMPD, we are a large agency, but we partner with other smaller agencies that's in Mecklenburg County. Um, we partner with the uh, Mint Hill Police Department, Matthews Police Department, Huntersville, um, and we assist them. So it doesn't matter what size agency uh, you are that uh, you can you can actually implement a Christmas project and uh, um, uh, and scale it to what you want to do. So just because, uh, you know, don't think it's overwhelming that, you, you know, it, it can't be done. So uh, even a smaller agency can implement something like this so well. And just working with the outside partners like faith-based organizations, um, Toys for Tots, the Marines, 
they, they are one of our partners, um, big partners. So, you know, reaching out to other agencies, organizations that do this, Salvation Army, um, they usually have Christmas projects in a lot of uh, cities across the United States. So, you know, reaching out to other organizations to help you or even help them uh, with their mission is, is possible too. So I'd say that this, this is one of the best, like I said at the beginning, uh, community engagement opportunities that a police department can, now, uh, can be involved Now, uh, all these websites and that we have spoken about during the interview, we're going to go ahead and link it on our website, lpoliceradio.com, and there you can go and you can uh, forward through there or link through there and see what Ryan was talking about. Ryan, I, I really enjoyed this interview, and most importantly, the reason I've enjoyed it is because you're giving back to the community. And in today's society, a lot of uh, people don't see what police officers really do, and they only see the bad aspects of police work on a 30-second clip on the media, and this is rewarding, and it's most importantly rewarding little hearts that goes, they go a long way as they get older. So I congratulate you on that, and I thank you. And one of the, one of the things that really fuels an officer when they kind of running out of gas is the word thank you. So I thank you and your partners out there for doing what you're doing and for your service. I want to thank you for the opportunity uh, to ha have this interview with us and uh, kind of spread the word about the Christmas project and uh, what we're doing in Charlotte. So I want to thank you for and, 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 what y'all are anytime, doing. Anytime our doors are always open to you guys. Uh, we, we were thinking about the theme uh, prior to Christmas. We wanted to kind of reach out. And so I'm going to be honest with you, Ryan. We went to Google. You know, if it's on Google, it's, it's got to be real. So we went straight to Google and we put police Christmas program and you guys popped up number one and now I can see why well that's awesome because uh, one of my missions uh, since I've been here was trying to brand the, uh, the the project the program a little bit as you can see we got a logo I saw it on your website um, so and that's good just branding what you're doing and getting the word out there um, and that's one thing that we as law enforcement, you mentioned it just a second ago, we're not very good on telling people what we do because we've been doing community policing for years. And we people, uh, departments have been doing this stuff for years. It's just we haven't uh, told people or got the word out there what we do uh, very, very well. So uh, we're working with that at, you know, social media. We're, we're pushing out stuff with social media. And and that's what we use. Uh, social media uh, is a great tool for law enforcement and community well, our engagement. Our door is always so. open to you guys. Again, I thank you for coming out, taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, tell our audience a, a lot about what you, the terrific job you guys are doing. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's great to see all the good work that uh, the agencies out there doing. And as you heard in the interview, Ryan said it, it's a lot of work. Literally, they take a month off, and then they're back at it in February. Of course, after uh, probably around September, as he said, they have to uh, strengthen their efforts to get to the Christmas season. So you're looking at 11 months of dedicated work. So my hat goes off to the agency and to all the volunteers, and especially the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department, for keeping this alive. You know, 1974 is a long time, and with budget crunches, in all those years, they've felt the pinch like everybody else, and they're still committed to the project. So we thank you, and our doors are always open. On um, other program notes, remember, you can always tune into El Police Radio. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're all over the freaking place. Um, if you're not too tech savvy, go to Google. Let's start there and type in lpoliceradio.com. 
and from there I'll take you to the social media world of El Police Radio. So we have a lot of programs on our way and coming. Don't forget our next uh, show coming up is Mike the Cop. We're going to be having a good time with Mike. I can almost uh, assure you that you will be laughing, laughing, laughing. And in today's society and for today's policing, boy, do you need to laugh. You know, in all the years that I was in law enforcement, if we, we went through the day with the humor, that's what kept us going, our humor. So I'm looking forward to Mike the Cop, and uh, it's going to be an enjoyable show. That, again, will run two weeks, which uh, will be launched on November 9th into November 16th. And then we go into the Thanksgiving season, so we'll, we'll come up with something following that. So don't forget, lpoliceradio.com. Now it's time, it's time to have that conversation. And I know there's a lot of people out there saying, wait a minute, I've known this guy for years, and he's always preaching on Facebook, putting those texts and those verses on there. And I remember him putting on there a verse about, uh, don't follow the ways of the world. No, I haven't changed. And I still believe in every word of Scripture. And what I'm referring to is Jeremiah chapter 10, which kind of describes a Christmas tree. And the Lord basically says, don't do as the world does. And he closes that chapter out with, basically, the Christmas tree doesn't do any good, but it doesn't do any harm. What we should take from that is your own personal faith and your own personal commitment and journey with God. I'm not here to judge, but I do, I personally do believe every word of the scripture. But I'm not celebrating a Christmas tree. I'm celebrating a good effort, good deeds that are being done by these officers, by this agency, by all these volunteers, and putting a smile on the face of those little ones. You know, Jesus himself said, let the little ones come to me. And it's so important that we enrich their lives. Scripture also says, introduce your children to the ways of God. And if we do these do good deeds, if we're showing like they are showing the explorers, these are young uh, women, uh, young men growing up in their teens in the explorer program. And they're given responsibility and volunteerism, and they're doing good deeds. When I was in, assigned to the academy, uh, we had a protocol that we would take academy classes to a homeless shelter and feed them. And there was always grumbling, you know, from the recruits, and there was always grumbling from the people that were going to get hit with the assignment. But after you finished doing that, it, it fulfilled you because you did something good. And more importantly, what you saw, you saw a lot of people that were in need. I remember standing and, and, and helping out at the homeless shelter in Miami called Camilla's House. And you would watch people show up in, in business attire. So what it told me was they didn't have money for food. They literally had to get online to eat, to go to work. So, you know, go by life not judging people because you don't know what their footsteps are and what they're going through. So pray for your neighbor. That's the most important value that we can have. Don't forget, El Police Radio, we're all over the place. Don't forget, Cast or Brother Podcast. Uh, Leatherneck 7, still out there. We're bouncing back on a couple of shows. As you know, my co-host is going through an issue. Keep him and little uh, Mike Sierra in prayer. We, we definitely need those prayers. So looking up, fired up, moving forward, I'm out.